0: Welcome to the fast podcast. Today we have with us the very inspiring major Niti ma'am. Thank you so much ma'am for joining us. This is such an honor. Thank
1: you so much Veera. It's absolutely my pleasure to be part of this podcast.
0: Ma'am, one of the most inspiring things that I think all women take from you is your going into army. So what was the first thing that inspired you for the army? So uh, the dream of wearing the
1: uniform was uh, or to be part of a uniform force was always there. Uh, in my mind, right from the age of 10, you know, I still remember that um, I was in 5th standard and when uh, my mother asked me just normally, so what, what do you want to become? You know, the, the usual questions that start off at that age about what you want to become in your life. And my answer would be, I want to fly a uh, aeroplane. So, uh, you know, it started from there but of course, eventually, we uh, understand our capabilities. We weigh out that how we can play on our strengths. And maths was really a difficult subject for me. So, then I dropped the plan of <laughs> flying a plane, but uh, definitely still uniform forces was a dream. And uh, inspiration was there for me at home because my father was in the army, and uh, I have grown up seeing him uh, not just command or take on responsibilities, but also the whole uh, uh, the family. You know how the family, how the family operates, and how people are always there to help you if you are there to help them. So that that has been something always there uh, on my mind. Mind, that I have to get into something where I'm contributing to not only my own growth but the development of the whole organization. And people.
0: Wow, that's inspirational and that's simple and that's inspirational. I don't know anything to say after that. Like, it's the most fulfilling answer ever. So, ma'am, you are the first candidate of CDS entry from your state, and many people inspired to do things that are like first, I want to do this, this, and that. But at the end of the day, there were when you joined the army, there wasn't an equal gender ratio, and I'm not sure if yes. there's still is but they are of course they are trying to get equal numbers like they are promoting gender equality like this year as well yeah. we had captain Ma'am on Karta Vipath, but when <laughs> you started there wasn't an equal ratio so what's that experience like?
1: So uh, it was really uh, you know it, it was very different for me because when I was stepping into the army I was one of the few batches of serious injury I joined in the third batch and before there there were two more two batches which were already uh, one of them was in the academy and the first batch had already passed out by the time I joined the academy. So coming from a place like Chhattisgarh and I'm talking of uh, 2008, 2007, 2008 uh, era, not many people knew about the army itself. Forget about uh, knowing about women officers in the army. And uh, today when I'm connected to so many veterans through the WSES commission and when I hear their challenges and how they have carried on the journey. So, you know, one thing uh, is for sure, which we felt the moment we stepped in, um, things were better in so many ways for us. When when I interact with our veterans from the WS entry, I come to know um, what all they have gone through. Compared to that, it has been uh, very different for us and I would say in much better situation. Okay, where they were probably the, first, uh, probably the only women officer in the whole core zone or in the whole formation. By the time I joined in the, uh, uh, I got commissioned, there were, you would see at least few women officers in the core zone. Um, I took over my responsibilities when I joined into the unit, my first unit, I took on the responsibilities from a woman officer who was commissioned into that unit. So, it was really different uh, an experience. On one hand, you are the first from your state uh, through an entirely different entry because six months training transformed to 11 months training. Expectations changed from us and uh, our own mindset changed. So, um, I was like, okay, I might be, uh, you you know uh, first from the state but here are people who have already set their examples now i should ensure that i should do my bit for the organization That's and um, amazing um, yeah and and you know um, when you are there when you are there in the the only thing you think of, of is doing your duties rest all stays back rest all just goes back i still remember first day of the academy and uh, we were welcomed backty room in a very unique way the moment we entered the anteroom uh, we were told to get into the maharaja position if uh, somebody doesn't know then you can check out it's a very interesting position where you are on your legs apart and your head is on the floor and with your hand behind so uh, and the first thing uh, you know our seniors told us is leave all that you have accumulated so far in terms of I am this I am first in this I am this in the merit I am that in my college leave all that here you have come to become a soldier that's all and that's all matters in the long run when we pass out it doesn't matter you are the sword of honor or you are the best, uh, you know, in something or you are the um, senior and roster. We all pass out as left-mints. We wear the same ranks. So, the, the, over a period of time, you realize that above all these this uh, uh, differences and the discrimination we have created for ourselves, we are all one and one should just think about it and stay grounded.
0: That's amazing. The feeling of equality, even when there is a little bit of difference in reality, that's that's something we can only hope for as civilians and when we have the normal job force, where there are still differences around. So, that's yes. absolutely yes. amazing. Ma'am, and this There will
1: important. be. Um, yes. Just add on, Vera. there will be always be difference let's not forget that we are a different uh, biologically a different sex forget about gender I mean uh, gender equality is one aspect but biologically there are differences and you cannot deny that difference one has to just find out ways and means in which you can irrespective of those differences you can just work together true. as you know one organization over your, over your sex or gender
0: true that's very practical very very true and ma'am, this I want to ask you personally if you think about your army days now what's the one memory you go
1: back what's the one memory I mean there are so memory so many memories but the best one is definitely wearing my father's uh, stars that was the best memory of my life I, I guess I attained what I wanted from army the day I got commissioned. <laughs> <The>, my <laughs> dreams were fulfilled then and there. the rest uh, 10 years I've just lived the dream that's all
0: that's great Ma'am, what's the one lesson you learned in that period
1: in those 10 years so um, very interesting thing uh, I was writing on this very thing on life lessons for a particular uh, initiative um, uh, which looks into collecting uh, life lessons from different uh, you know people from different uh, uh,
0: professions
1: and different backgrounds so I was writing in fact last night I was writing that what are the uh, what is the one life lesson which you have got so I was just thinking and uh, I, I, I was writing on so many things introspection is it introspection is it discipline is it motivation is it uh, you know complementary. And then I realized, no, uh, my experience uh, as a army officer and as an intelligence operative has been very unique. It Has been very different. And that one thing that I realized was um, patterns. It is very important to break the patterns we create. This might sound little, uh, you know, contrary to what is the general norms that you know you should have a set routine, you should have a set uh, habit, you should habit forming rituals, etc., etc. And I'm saying that you have to break patterns. I'll tell you why. So uh, when we are creating uh, we are doing anything whatever whatever task we take up uh we uh, or, or whatever comes to it, comes in front of you suppose um, somebody had a crush okay uh, the younger generation can relate to this okay somebody has a or you have a crush on someone what will you do you will uh, try doing things in a certain way to impress that person now that person holds a supremacy at that time, what we call as information supremacy what kind of information supremacy that person knows that you like that person and you will do things to impress that person so that person over a period of time, keeps on putting you across to you different challenges. And a point comes when you think, that I'm trying my best. Why is it that this person is not succumbing to it? This is where that person has understood your path, And that's why you are not successful. Same goes in businesses. Same goes in all leadership. Whenever we see any new leader, at least we used to do in the army. Whenever we used to come across any new leader who has been appointed, in, say, the president of the country. The first thing we do is we provide File the person, the likes, the dislikes, etc. Why? Understanding know. patterns gives us a information supremacy. And we all love that information supremacy. We all want to be mysterious, yet we should know everything about our neighbors. You know Sab that kind of hai, a haan. thing. Yeah. So, and somewhere, when you see as a as a person who's who's having professional goals, this pattern will make uh, you little vulnerable. Why so? Okay. So, if the patterns, if the patterns are helping you show your positive identities, then it's fine. But now imagine if those patterns are showing your negative identity, then it becomes a little trickier situation. Okay. So, if you see interviews, all these, um, whether it is army, whether it is outside, people try to put you in a certain pattern. We try to see pattern in everything. We see pattern in clouds. Even in even if there is no pattern, still we try to. That is absolutely the cognitive uh, revolution playing out. okay True. so till the time patterns are positive that's fine okay good habits and all but if if the pattern is negative it can play against you socially it can play against you professionally it can play against you personally so many so that is why it is important to play, uh, break patterns now are habits patterns yes they are yet they are also a, a, a way of uh, setting up good patterns True. so once you set your good patterns and once you bring people's focus on your good parts, people will not spend time on your negative parts, on your weaknesses. They will be ready to ignore the weaknesses. True. Okay. Yes. You know, we say ki, banda hai. that that. being a good human being takes more supreme position than being just a you know uh, okay. then then over your laziness or or you know other pattern. Now is practicing some forming pattern? No. Again, it's not forming that so so we say practice makes perfect why does practice makes perfect because by practicing you are preparing to preparing yourself to be ready for different contingencies different alternative situations different emergencies and tomorrow if if you want you can break the pattern and take a step ahead also by breaking such patterns you are like unleashing each layer and going up if you follow tennis or you follow any uh, football or or any of the games uh, just just follow the uh, if if you follow the game, the people these these sportsmen have sportsmen have played over the years. If you follow their games, their game changes over a period of time. They will do something very different which will shock the opponent. That is breaking pattern. That is what have brought them success. They have not let themselves to be predictive in nature. So this is my life lesson to all. If you want to success professionally, personally, socially, whichever, you have to get over your ads. You have you shouldn't be a very predictive person. Even if you are predictive, you should be predictive for the good, not for the that's so, my
0: life lesson i got from the army predictability yeah. in the bads can be dangerous absolutely absolutely no doubt about it so, does this apply to army like of course it does because if you're having a specific pattern enemy knows how to break into your absolutely. country absolutely routines give out so
1: much behavior uh our, our drills give out so much about us our, our you know a simple um a simple which we do can give out so much about our personality as, as the uh, armed forces, our, our leaders, who whom, whom we are choosing as our leaders as a nation. Who are we making the leader of our country? All these things they give out pattern about how strong is our country. So, true. in case if we don't play it, patterns should not be governing us. We should be governing the patterns. We should be the gover- governing the mind. After all, it is a mind game. Yes,
0: ma'am. This is actually very, very thought-provoking absolutely yes do
1: mull over it and i right. think so it's a podcast so uh, it can give the uh listeners an opportunity to listen to what i said and you know they can just mull over it, repeat it this is
0: this is i i, I can bet <laughs> on this this can this this podcast people will repeat over and over again <laughs> so then, this was Thanks. about patterns and the way we are doing things but what is a lesson you learned in the army that is not going on and i, I apologize if this is a little repetitive but what is something hmm. that's happening in the army that is not happening enough outside in the civilians that you think should happen
1: ah interesting Hmm. so uh, if if we talk about what is happening in the army which the civilians can take from see I won't say uh, you know criticism is the easiest thing we can do but one thing which I would say um, the civil population can take from the army as a as a lesson uh, would be that would be integrity integrity is one major thing that we have to look into, you know, and a sense of responsibility. This is somewhere I think so as civil uh, 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 in a civil parlance, we have to uh, work more, of course I'm not denying the fact that the younger generation is taking up on so many social causes and they are working for that that is why you are here, so it, it is really encouraging for the coming generations. Um, but at the same time a little more sense of responsibility and little more honesty, there is no there's no harm in saying I don't know, but I can't do myself can you help me that is that is the kind of honesty that is the kind of uh, integrity one should have about in themselves not just as an army officer or army personnel but i think so every citizen of this country oh. because in the garb of hiding your weaknesses um, or you know in the garb of um, not hiding weaknesses but i would say in the garb of you know just uh, not bringing it out because the moment you will bring out it might cause you a uh, you know a negative uh, uh, image don't think that everybody is judgment on this planet no that doesn't happen There is. there are people who will listen to you there are people who will help you and if you are honest to your work if you are honest to your sense of responsibility people will uh, be more than happy to help so I think so this is where this is where the civil uh, society has to little put in I'm not saying it's not there it's there but probably it has to become more evident as a nation it has to come up a little more.
0: True. it's it's a little rare to see That's 100% true 100% hands down okay ma'am now coming to a slightly different issue whenever someone looks at your profile, Instagram, anywhere, your website, wherever we look at it, you're like a yoga practitioner, then you're a graphologist, you've been a risk consultant in the corporate world. How do you handle so many things? This is the most honest question ever. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's where the pattern-breaking thing works. <laughs> just just uh, on the light. Um, see, Meera, I feel that it's it's only one life that uh, we are aware of. Yeah. I mean, the indie culture does talk of many lives, but you might not remember what he did in this life but at least we can do something which can be remembered by the people once we leave this place so that, that's the and I feel that um, you know explore as much as you can uh, you know don't limit you know by defining yourself I am this you put a full stop to yourself if I just keep thinking that I am an army veteran and if I just stick on to that I will never grow in any other uh, dimension in my life so handling all this together yes it is challenging for me there are times where I feel that I should just you know Know, go underground and just, you know, hide myself somewhere and not come out for days. But uh, I know that uh, it is. It is not feasible and it is not a viable option when you have people looking up to you and uh, when you have set some goals for yourself. And it's always better to be busy, I would say. You know, army, an army person can never sit idle. That is one thing. You True. see all the veterans on our Everyone uh, social media profile. Not just something, but they are doing so many things at one goal. Like 24 hours, True. they are aptly utilizing it. I mean, whomsoever I speak to, whether it is uh, Vijayanaya sir or DV sir or or or, uh, Ankita ma'am or any one of those you know any any one of them Yashika ma'am whenever I converse with them they all know that we literally do multiple things at one
0: True, ma'am, 100%. Like, I had this exact question with the vision. sir also, how do you handle so many different things? And this is actually a pattern in everyone who is a <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are doing yes. many things at a time, and it's absolutely like oh inspiring. One other yes. very interesting thing that you are doing graphology how does what is it like for a layman?
1: So, graphology if you look at that handwriting, um, you pick up any scripture, uh, any script, uh, any you like. Nagri or you just pick up the Latin script, pick up any in this world. Um, it, it is again uh, forming, uh, using certain lines and dao- dots and circles. So very defined shapes we use to create our scripts. So graphology is the study of graphos or uh, basically the, uh, whatever we do with our hand, the output which comes out. It can be a drawing, it can be a painting, it can be, you know, doodling, it can be uh, writing, it can be any. So studying them studying these and uh, studying analyzing these patterns and trying to understand the uh, psychology the mindset of the person who has written, who has done that is the study of uh, is is graphology studying handwritings handwritings is most popular because um, it's easy and it's interesting it gives so much about uh, the person who's writing uh, compared to a painting or uh, or a doodling and of course even even if you study logo of companies uh, they give so much about about, uh, that particular company, what they are looking at. So, man, so, can
0: you predict something about a company looking at the logo? Because this is very, very inspiring. Like, um, yeah. yes, we. It's not predicting, but it's more like analyzing
1: that. Uh, what are the thought processes going on in the company? What, where can they face challenge? Could it be communications? Could it be sales? Will it be a challenge in their marketing? So, such things, of course, we can. Graphology is not a predictive analysis, but it is more like a, um, like a, like analyzing. Uh, based on the um, data available in front of you. It's not like predicting like how the future, would. that that doesn't happen here. Otherwise, it becomes like astrology. No, we are not looking at it. It's more like a science where it's a scientific analysis. So you create a circle and uh, you create another circle over here. So they, it, all these things give out so many things about um, a particular uh, thought process behind that uh, creation of the logo. So yeah, it's a scientific analysis that we can predict about any company based on their logo. Is there anything I should be worried like if- about? So, I would want to understand, is the D placed over the whole sphere or is it like the sphere is encircling the D?
0: The Actually, a little bit of this is wallpaper. It was wallpaper, tha, but this is like a black D and uske black circle and it's wo white D is there. It is already little tilted.
1: Yeah, so, um, okay, so, uh, uh, this, uh, the color black, I'll talk about color black. What does, what does black define? Black defines uh, authority, black defines uh, secrecy black defines uh, a very closed face and uh, since it's a full circle it's not a it's not a and and you have placed it on a on, on a on a full black circle so it it also holds uh, different connotations the d the way uh you know uh, the part of the d is extending into um you know the the lines the this the circular uh, part of the d it's extending it towards the left side shows that somewhere you want to uh, root it to uh cultures uh, to experiences of people to experience uh, to your own experiential learning you're looking at uh, those aspects and uh, so so yeah and and just one letter uh, a letter uh, is there and not a, not a symbol all these things slowly you know give about so many things uh, about the uh, you know and somewhere you connect uh, very deeply uh, you're connecting intellect to your brand growth so there is a, you know there is a there is a very strong connect between uh, this is scary and true at the same time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's not scary. It's it's it's, it's interesting, yes. So I, I started graphology as a part of my professional requirement. It is not that uh, I learned it recently. I was into handwriting analysis, behavioral analysis, you know, human behavior. What is the other person thinking? And now you know, I'm scared expression. you know everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like everything you know, but you just try to understand what all uh, so we communicate a lot beyond just uh, words uh, so all that non-verbal communication I love doing that
0: (laughs) you already know so much about me and now I'm a little (laughs) kid So ma'am, this is another because I before this I had no idea what graphology was before this I read Hmm. on Wikipedia and I quote this that Hmm. I'll just pull up the article because I have no idea so it basically quotes no scientific evidence exists to support graphology and it is generally considered a pseudoscience or scientifically questionable practice and while I personally don't agree with it because many people are using it and like you just did. Yes, so
1: forensic, uh, forensic graphology is very much an evidence in the court of law. So and and there are um, uh, Wikipedia is yet to update itself I think so um, there has already been a research paper published in 2021 yeah in 2021 or 2020 end that it is very much a science. It has a connection with your uh, the neuro motor skills are involved in this so it cannot be something which is not scientific it does connect your subconscious mind to your consciousness directly because you there is an input happening and there is an output so you can't just uh, deny something which you are doing physically as being pseudo so So the reason it it was played as a pseudo science is probably because of the predictive analysis part that most of the graphologists sometimes slip into which I personally feel shouldn't be done because we are a scientific analysis stream and not a a predictive analysis so
0: it's, it's it's real And you need to be scared of it. <laughs> then it's a little risky because anyone knows So, I'll tell you something it. an experience. Sure.
1: Uh, you know, uh, uh, we were traveling uh, by, by flight, and uh, so in, in Indigo, they have these three seats together. So, I was in the ale, and uh, uh, my husband was in the center, and on the wing side, there was already a, a, a young boy sitting. And uh, I saw his hand. He was dribbling something in his register, college wing register. You and uh, the moment I saw the whole page, I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They, this guy is going to attempt something nasty the moment he gets down from this plane. So I told this thing to my husband. I'm like, uh, like, you know, um, I think so. You know, this guy is showing suicidal tendency. He has extremely low confidence level presently. And um, I just hope he ho- reaches home safely. And my husband, the first thing he sh- said was, shut your mouth and your mind. <laughs> 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 because don't put me in trouble and don't get yourself see you know he's always concerned from that balance that you know people have this thing To no? people always say that so you know it kind of is very um, interesting you know when you're bought. like this has ha- also happened you know uh, when people come to meet me and uh, seeing their posture uh, I, I know that they are interested or they are not interested in a conversation with me so I come to know and you know in, in a way it's good like I invest only then that much time in that, but I do in, instantly pick up I, I remember telling this junior of mine when um, I was invited to uh, one of the army units to uh, help them uh, learn about behavioral analysis which is called as elicitation the technique is called eliciting information through body language and and uh, I was taking a class for them. I said, see, we give out a many information like this. Like I can see that Captain So-and-so wants to step step out of the room at the earliest. And she was shocked for a minute. She was like, oh my God, what is this happening? So, so it's like you are reading people, but you know, you just have to stay mum. On social media, like I see the post, uh, photographs of people. Uh, I see my own thing. I, I review my own stuff a lot. Okay, what am I trying to express here? It's, it tells so much about yourself also, in that in the picture so uh, <laughs> it's very interesting and you know interestingly how much ever you pretend how much ever you pretend you can you still give out your naturals even actors my first um, uh, uh, video analysis that is a uh, video analysis i did was of indira gandhi's interview now if you see indira gandhi you know it's very difficult to visualize somebody of her stature no like uh, you know uh, to be very having a very vulnerable expression she she is not a very very you know eccentric uh, a person she doesn't express those you know like that her face is very stone faced and if you see the entire interview if you just, just see normally you will say that uh, she has done so well in the interview but it's just that when you start seeing carefully seeing each things when she was put ac- across certain controversial questions about deepa uh, Punjab insurgency the Kashmir insurgency when things were put up to her there was so there is this portion uh, of our forehead which is called the glabella there's a muscle here so when somebody is lying uh, irrespective how much you try this muscle has a tendency to twitch and uh, when i viewed her uh, videos again and again i noticed her a peculiar habit of her where she would smirk in a certain way her lip movement changed when she was put in a difficult question and that gave to me that okay this question was difficult for her answer you know so negotiability you know uh, you come to know that okay how she's negotiating this particular question by calming herself down internally
0: <laughs> so like this uh, army with your you you were doing this with the army uh yes
1: so when I was part of the army uh that time uh, I was told to work on uh you know uh, on a course to understand human behavior better uh, in, uh you know so that we can improve our communications with the civil better and um, you know in the intelligence setup uh, you you have to have a good understanding about personalities about people about cultures so you know in many cultures uh, a certain gesture is okay but- you know uh, if you are from the army you might be coming from some very different background you will find it very odd no? like uh, uh, you know uh, generally people from the Haryana are, uh, or Delhi region they, they are very loud like especially Haryana and Punjab they are very loud it's not that they are being aggressive it's because their voice is in that kind of a frequency it's, it's a very very normal cultural so such kind of understanding is very important if you are an intelligence operative uh, you know, you have to you have to know how to connect with people, and and that's what that's why I was working on this particular project.
0: This is absolutely. Abhi tak thoda sa andar se dar lag hai ki, kya aisa <laughs> pa- <laughs> <laughs> Although I have <don't> no mysteries, but <laughs> dar lagta And then since you mentioned handwriting while incident that you saw someone writing and you judged what they were going to do next on a predictive level, ki, he has suicidal tendencies. Can someone change their handwriting like jo ko that writing thodi change and does it change the personality Um, it impacts you to quite a level but if you
1: ask me only handwriting practices don't help you have to do lot of efforts to change your personality and work on your personality and you know one thing uh, which uh, you would have heard if somebody is preparing for SSB they always talk about uh, um, qualities which are uh, inherited or you know uh, it's already there and certain qualities which can be worked upon so it is always like that there are many traits that can be worked upon okay Uh, but at the same time there are many traits which are inherent to you you and to change them will be very difficult because it has come to you either some some things like bias bias is very difficult to crack your handwriting actually brings up what all kind of biases you hold and whom has it come from is it from the mother or is it from the father or uh, what what has uh, led you to things, uh, thing so uh, one thing is that uh, um, experiences in our life also help us to form a certain mindset so all this gets reflected in your handwriting so, if everything gets reflected in your handwriting
0: man, this is scary like i can't highlight this enough <laughs> how scary it is samne baithke aapko kya pata hai kisi ko yeah
1: yeah so you know um, generally when i am doing a um, you know I'm, I'm meeting people if i have to sign on a document if i and uh, you know i have to work with someone i i do my own homework on those personalities uh, you know just to make my functioning better and uh, you can make out any you can make out so many things about an individual through their handwriting and um, uh, one of uh, the uh, writers or rather he was a FBI agent himself uh, whom I used to who I'm I'm all inspired by the uh, by the personality his name is Mr Joe Navarro and I have referred to all his books I've read all his books and uh, literally wo ghot ke hai, humne, uh, you know I have gone through his books so these people there are many beautiful studies that they have done about personalities and how we can work upon ourselves to improve our personality so you can check their books if somebody wants to improve their Personality, it's very good to work. Uh, it's very important to work on your own uh, behavior and gestures because that really brings out so much about.
0: Wow, that's a lot of knowledge, very, very deep. And we have to, <laughs> like, three, four times. It in <laughs>
1: yes,
0: <laughs> I'm coming to a different aspect a less scary one, a less intimidating one. Yoga, you're, you're also a practitioner of yoga, you have your own brand, Nirabhai Niti. That one, yes, ma'am. Huh? We have had Mr. Sivaram Pusapati who is the co-founder of Classical Hatha Yoga Foundation Yoga Janika in Japan on the show Mm -hmm. like we'll release the episode very very soon and uh, he was talking about how yoga is about happiness so like you have some people like you have Baba Ramde who has their opinion that I'm not 100% sure I'm just saying he has like health will be improved by yoga and someone says happiness will be improved (laughs) by yoga what is your take on it?
1: Uh, He's very right in saying happiness because yogic uh, concepts believe on uh, you know how much you should be uh, living in the present and doing things in the present, rather than you know dreaming about something and you don't end up doing. So of course, yoga is about happiness. For me, uh, I think so. Yoga is all about well-being. And when we say well well-being, good health, wellness, um, happiness, a, a very very uh, balanced emotional state, and uh, all these things uh, come into it together. And that is what uh, from Nira we are trying to uh, make people aware about that yoga is beyond uh, these asanas and this thought doesn't come to me uh, you know like it's like some genius at work in my mind no it has been there for years and years now in our scriptures which, which say that you have to learn the art of uh, what is called as letting go and rejoice. This is something which my own uh, yoga and spiritual teacher, he speaks about and uh, it's, it's it's his teachings that I am trying to take further to people and spread awareness that don't restrict yourself, that I can't do a certain asana or you have to look in a particular way to do an asana or or you know, uh, yoga means I have to look a particular way. I think so from for me personally, I am looking at promoting that that you don't have to look a certain way to be a yoga pract- practitioner and for that. yeah and uh, not only that uh, yoga is an entire lifestyle change yoga is not just doing asanas the um, uh, we speak of Maharishi Patanjali who is one of the first person to uh, articulate all uh, all the uh, disciplines of yoga into one book which he calls as uh, the Yoga Sutras where he has given out short aphorisms or sutras and it is it is left to the reader to understand its meaning so um, talking about uh, uh, Patanjali he brings out the, the Ashtanga Yoga not uh, the one which is these days being. You know, popularized, but Ashtanga Yoga means actually there are eight limbs to yoga. Yoga has eight limbs, and these uh, are, are very important if someone is looking at a spiritual. Uh, progress and and uh, like like uh, like our teacher says uh, spiritual uh, evolution is uh, is everyone's right as a human being as a soul it's everyone's right so we all can be spiritually evolved at the same time we can carry on with all things in our life so for me yoga is about this well being uh, which we can uh, in if we inculcate in ourselves we we'll, we are giving a very very great gift to our coming generation generations
0: that's that's great that's it's a way of living and it's for well-being that's true and great and it's it's what encourages people from non-yoga backgrounds to go to yoga it's it's really important for everyone out there including myself I have to go do yoga thinking about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and you can integrate it. It's so flexible. There's no, uh, in fact, uh, one of the limitations. So there are many things which have been uh, listed as the distractions uh, for a yogi. So one of the distractions is called niyamgraha Graha or being over-disciplined, you know in the sense that you know I will do yoga only in this way that is also uh, that is also a distraction so yoga should be something like you get up in the morning you brush your teeth you freshen up you get ready for the day that is how yoga should also be a part of your life and that's what I'm trying to do so I hope I'm
0: encouraging you enough
1: to include yes, in- a few, few is, easy practices
0: this is the one <laughs> kick you need to like go and do everything inspiration <laughs> I was actually on your Instagram nice. page before for this and yoga ye, yoga wo. It's kind of a guide. You had these day one to day things going on, and it was it was really something that looked like a chain. <laughs> great,
1: great. I'm glad that I could uh inspire you and uh, see I'm looking forward to to see your photograph in some asana or (laughs) doing some meditation
0: (laughs) so ma'am speaking of which what is the one thing because we talked about so many different things over here and Harik I'm pretty sure everyone has to go back and listen three to four times like one time is not enough this is what I'm saying thrice like in this podcast what is the one thing people need to take away from Nithi ma'am that they can use in their lives every day and that you would want them to take away
1: so my name is itself uh, speaks about rules and regulations you know so I wouldn't say that you be like like I said uh, just back uh, a few minutes back no I don't want you to be like over disciplined and do anything in over but I I would say that have have a routine for yourself have have a goal and uh, have a purpose if you have become a human being uh, that means you have a purpose otherwise you would have been like other no not that other living beings are not important for us but uh, if you have become a cognitive uh, uh, You know, a person with cognitive uh, intellect and intelligence, then uh, you should, if you have come on this planet as a human being, you should give something back to the planet. That is my one takeaway. That I, I, I mean, this that's one thing which I will request everyone to have a purpose in life. Don't be just like, you know, random and <laughs> just gaye, chale gaye wala karo. <laughs> make the most of your life.
0: That's very true and very realistic as well. Ki kuch is not going to work at all. So ma'am, what is the one question I asked you that I that I did not ask you, that I should have asked? Because I've missed so much, I'm pretty sure. Uh,
1: one question that you you should have asked me and you did not ask. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, you didn't
0: ask me about how poetry started for
1: me, how writing yes, started.
0: That, that, that's one thing I missed. <laughs> should have asked you
1: 100%. How did it start? So uh, poetry started at a very early age for me. Uh, my first poem I wrote at 10 years when I was 10 years old and uh, I wrote it for a competition and it won a prize. So I got overjoyed that, oh, I can write poems. And I have been inspired by poems by uh, um, R.L. Stevenson. or You talk of... Uh, you know There there are many great um, authors. I have this one book, which is my mother's school book. My mom is an English literature teacher. She has been teaching for the last 30 odd years. And uh, it's this one book which had inspired me to pick up poetry because poetry is a, such a beautiful way of uh, writing in which you can express things which you find difficult to express. True. Um, you can leave it as an observation there. You can look at it after years and reminisce and, you know, maybe find an answer to that observation that you made. You can leave it as a thought and dump it there and then read it after years to find a solution to, you know, just to find an answer to... You know something. So it has its own beautiful ways, and uh, you know, uh, I, I was reading recently about uh, again, again. He's um, it's a book by my spiritual uh, teacher only, and he has said that you know where where logic fails, poetry begins there. So you know, so that's how poetry started for me, and I really love writing. I have been part of a couple of anthologies. I've been part of the first anthology, uh, which was by purely defence. Uh, uh, armed forces veterans wow. and uh, their families yes and um, it got published last year last year was the first publication that happened um so yes writing is a very good way to just just uh, you know preserve those emotions which you would want to look back in your life as the life lesson. so it's a very good way to do that so yes so that's why i picked up to writing and i really love writing poems and what is it I like
0: really to have that. your own poetry published because poetry Poetry, recognize one thing and then getting it published that seems like a big step so how what is it like yeah poetry publishing when you when you get into the publishing
1: stream for any writer irrespective poet or a or a, sh- a story writer or, a, or any writer for that it's a big step um, it's a it's a very big decision also you know that you want to give out uh, an element of yours as a creativity to the world so it's a big step it's just like you know uh, putting across your painting for uh, the market or the or the for, for the people to see, so a lot of checks, balances happen. Uh, you know, the editors they will ask you to make some changes and this and that. But that's what I've been lucky that I have come across people uh, who have been supportive and who uh, who have been able to relate to what I write, and they have hardly gone through any changes so far. So let's see. And uh, I have I have been planning to bring out my own compilation for long and long now. Let's see, maybe
0: 2023. Is the year to see the book. Looking so, forward I hope to it. it comes looking out. forward to it. Absolutely <laughs> looking forward to it. Ma'am, this has Thank been you. by far the most amazing, like in terms of the experience, in terms of the stories that you have shared, and in terms of the insights that you have, not only to yourself but also other people's minds. So this has been the most amazing podcast episode ever. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I couldn't be having a better fangirl moment. Thank you so much, ma'am, for joining this one. Thank you so much again. Humble,
1: humble. My pleasure. My pleasure to be here. And uh, I think so, um, you know, in, in the intelligence parlance, we say that to get the right answers, you should ask good questions. So, uh, kudos to you. You did a great job as a host. Thank you so much for making me part of this podcast.